Hello, and welcome to ASUG Talks, a podcast series featuring candid career conversations with ASUG members who lead or work on SAP teams across the United States and Canada. My name is Jim Lichtenwalter, and I am the ASUG Content Manager and your ASUG Talks host. In this episode, I'm very excited to be joined by Cindy Seaburn, an ASUG volunteer and an SAP system analyst specializing in payroll, benefits, time management, and HR for Duval County Public Schools in Jacksonville, Florida. Cindy, thank you so much for joining us. It's great to talk to you. Very good talking to you. Thank you for having me. No problem. So first thing, I want to start off. You are an MA like me, I I noticed, and we we talked about it a little bit earlier. I'd love to know, you know, starting things off as an MA, how did you find yourself in the IT industry? Because sometimes I take a look back at, you know, what I wanted to do and what I wanted to write about, and I never thought I'd be writing about software. Yes, so that is so bizarre. So, you know, my undergrad years, I studied film, screenwriting, and creative writing. And that's what my degree is in. And so you graduate college and you find yourself thinking, what am I going to (laughs) do with this degree? So I'm at home. I'm, I'm married. I'm not working. I don't need to work, but I'm bored as heck. And I'm like, I need to find something to do. So I took a few accounting classes. Um, I thought I could find a job in finance somewhere and um, just happened upon a job in the payroll department at the school district and just, you know, checking people's payroll, making sure they're getting paid right, so to speak. Um, I have a little bit of a, a logical mind to go with that creative side and I just kind of found myself on that path of the IT world. So uh, I I was a year into this new job of just being a a payroll technician and a position opened up to process payroll at the district. And uh, that forced me to be a little bit more technical because I was responsible for user acceptance testing for for the payroll module and um, doing a little bit more technical work. I spent about four years doing that, and a position opened up in IT and applied for it, and I ended up on the SAP team in IT, and um, that was 13 years ago. <laughs> and here we I'm are. still here. All right, so you're, you're, you have a background in screenwriting. Uh, are you still interested? Do you still follow film oh. culture at all? As far as English goes and writing? Yeah, yeah definitely. So I, I'm always a writer. Once a writer, always a writer. Um, I ended up getting my master's degree in creative writing also, and I know no jobs available in creative <laughs> writing. But my intent to do that was to um, teach writing. And um, it just so happened that about four months after I received my degree, which was two and a half years ago or so, Um, the University of West Florida, where I obtained my master's degree from, they offered me a position um, to work as an adjunct instructor teaching English Comp 1 and 2, freshman English. Um, So I've been doing that, and uh, sometimes I think I'm crazy doing that. I I, uh, question my sanity. Um, Last December, I'm grading 41 research papers and thinking, what am I doing? (laughs) But you start reading the student feedback, you know, the student assessments after the course, and they they say, Professor Seaburn is the best teacher I've ever had. I never liked writing before taking this class. And and you realize you're making a difference um, with those students. And 
teaching comp to this semester. And I'm sure at the end of the semester, I'll be questioning my sanity again. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that, that, that is the space that I'm so happy with. You know, my, my job in IT allows me to write still. I, you know, requirements gathering, we have to do that as analysts. Um, and we have to put those requirements into two different formats, one that the end users can understand. And then we have to transfer that into more technical terms for the development team um, for the IT side. So it's kind of bridging those two areas. So it's an interesting way to use my writing skill. And then also technical writing, where you're writing, you know, documentation and and writing training guides and user guides and so forth. So I still get to do writing in that sense. Um, But I have to say this whole process of teaching has really been so enjoyable for me. You know, it's going back to my roots. You work at Duval County Public Schools in Florida. Can you give me some background on Duval County Public Schools? Well, we have about 130,000 students. Um, We have roughly 12,000 employees right now, both full-time and part-time. It's mostly full-time employees. Um, Our district is the sixth largest district in in the state of Florida. And, And we run, which is interesting, we run our entire business side we run SAP for it. So a lot of times you find companies and organizations, they just run finance or or they just run maybe their HR piece on success factors or whatever. Our our entire business runs SAP. Okay. Has it always been like that since you've been there, that the business side always runs SAP? Or is that something that you all have gradually grown into? Since 99, since 1999. So we went, yeah, we went live with SAP back in 99. And it's just been like that ever since. R- R3? Did you go live with R3? or We were R3 back then. Okay. And, and when I first started the district, which was in 2003, we were on 3.1i. Um, and in the process of upgrading to 4.7. So it's been interesting. Since I moved over to the IT side, we've done three upgrades. Oh, wow. <laughs> since, uh, yeah, exactly. We moved to ECC 6 back in 2010, and then we've gone to EHP 7 and EHP 8 since then. We did a NetWeaver upgrade recently. We um, added OpenText for um, the extender. Um, enterprise content management for um, SAP. So we've done a lot of upgrades since I've come over to the IT side. So, are you all planning the, the next big as, upgrade? As for we're doing, yeah, we we are in the journey right now. So <laughs> we've chosen our systems integrator. We um, are in the mostly the discovery process right now. Okay. So we are we will be meeting with the um, business units. Probably starting in the fall. So right now, it's more just getting an idea of our landscape. The the SI is is really taking a good look at our landscape and what it looks like right now. And then we'll start meeting with the business units. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be a journey. <laughs> You're, it is. It certainly is. Um, it's a nice sort of lead in. Tell us a little bit about your role in your day-to-day. I'd love to know a little bit more about My that. My day-to-day. Wow. I wish I could say I had a planned day every day and that it was just, you know, everything just went along and hummed nicely. (laughs) It's chaotic. Um, I support payroll 
So I support payroll benefits and time management. And so supporting payroll just means chaos all the time. Um, typically anything that comes up, whether it's, you know, required that they need to have something added um, for whatever reasons or there's an error or whatever, it's critical. Payroll is just constantly considered critical. So my day-to-day, it, it can be nice and quiet at times, but it, it, a lot of times it's chaotic. So, um, you know, I try and come in and read emails because my email just kind of, you know, continues to scroll, scroll, scroll <laughs> throughout the day. You know, we have this problem, we have this issue, or we need this done. Um, when I can get away from that chaos, it's usually just, you know, checking for role assignments um, for the users and, and making sure that the users have what they need to be able to do their, their day-to-day work. Um, I do do some rewriting of um, maybe our documentation guides. So we're required to put together like the user guides over here. So we're, we're, we've implemented Fury and we're, you know, any of the Fury apps that we've implemented as far as like leave requests or, or W2s, we, we implemented the new W2 Fury app. Um, we have to put together user guides for them. So, so the end users and, you know, somebody can go in and, and do their lead. Um, I discovered uh, while teaching that, you know, you try and make user guides accessible um, for people that, you know, are, uh, might be blind or, or have poor eyesight or whatever. And I really got into that as a, a professor because it's required of us. And I thought, you know what, we really need to be doing this for user guides. Yeah. So as I have time, I try and go and do that as well, update our user guides so that those are acceptable also. Um, I have coming up, year end and new year configuration for payroll so that'll take all of my time for a couple of months just putting in the you know all the pay periods and pay dates and configuring benefits and and all that and configuring um work schedules we we do our annual work schedules every year so it's just a matter of um getting everything into place so we're ready on seven one so that'll take me a couple of months. You know, it takes a few weeks to do the, you know, to do the configuration, and then it has to be tested. And I do my testing and send it off to the user testing. So you know, it's a little bit. I, I don't want to say that's chaotic too, but it's just getting you know not having any distractions. You don't want to make any errors with that and mess up payroll. <laughs> Obviously, IT is a very male-dominated environment. I'd love to know a little bit about your experience, you know, being a woman in a male-dominated environment and any advice you might have for any other young women who are sort of starting out their career in IT. So, you know, my advice is always to continue to learn. You know, things change, especially today. Things are changing so fast in the IT space. Um, you know, a few years ago, you, you barely heard about AI and so forth. And so you, there is just always something new to learn. And it, it is. It's moving fast. And so you just have to have an open mind that you're always going to learn something new. Um, and, you know, that's one of the great things about ASUG. You know, they provide us these opportunities to learn things. <laughs> yeah. um, Thanks for the shout know. out. <laughs> you know, we don't have a huge budget here at the school district. And you know, typically the budget is going into the classroom. So, you know, we, we have to find 
places where we can get that education. So anybody who's coming into the business, you know, um, look for ways to, to just constantly keep up with what is going on. Um, and also find a mentor. I, I was so fortunate when I started in payroll, I didn't realize that our payroll supervisor was going to end up being my mentor. And she was for 18 years. <laughs> she retired last year. And I'm like, gosh, I miss Tina. Even though I feel like I've, you know, I, I there were times when I was mentoring her on a few things, but that was the thing. We shared, a, we shared quite a bit of information. But it is so nice to have that one person that you can bounce ideas off on. Um, mm-hmm. Never be afraid to ask a question and never be afraid to find out what other people are doing. You know, I'm, I'm such a team player. So I, you know, I thrive on that. I thrive on finding out what other people are thinking. I, you know, I, I think it's so important to, to, be part of that and to have different ideas, you know, what you think might work and might be a great idea and might be the way to move forward might not necessarily be the best thing for the organization. Mm-hmm. That's a nice lead in to, you mentioned ASUG. So I want to, I want to move sort of to the last part of our conversation, which is you're very involved in ASUG. Um, tell me a little bit how you first became involved at ASUG. How did you find out about us and when did you become a member? So I go back to ASUG way back to 2006 when I was working in payroll and I casually went to a few networking events here in Jacksonville um, in our area, but I, I didn't think too much of it. When I came over to the IT department, we were everybody was just very heavy on the attending webinars and, and um, finding ways where they could get more information. I did that casually again. And then um, back in 2011, I believe it was, I'd never been to an annual conference and I wanted to go so bad and we just didn't have the budget for it. So I asked my boss, I said, I'm going to submit an abstract to speak. <laughs> and if it gets accepted, will you send me? Because <laughs> they'll pay for the, they'll pay for me to, you know, for the, the, the conference fee, but, you know, I still need a hotel and I still need to be able to take, you know, TDE, you know, working elsewhere. Um, and she said, sure. She said, go ahead. And she, I'm sure she was thinking it'll never get accepted. <laughs> and it was, it was accepted. <laughs> and uh, so I spoke and I met a lot of people that were part of ASAC that year in 2011 um, and kept in contact with them, but, you know, it didn't go much further. 2012, I did the same thing. <laughs> I submitted an abstract and it got accepted. And the one of the members of the public sector community asked me, um, would you like to volunteer? <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh, this is why they keep accepting me. <laughs> but no, really, see, it, I did. I started volunteering. So that was 10 years ago. And uh, you've been a volunteer ever since? I've been a volunteer ever since. Yep. Out of curiosity, what were you speaking on that first uh, annual conference you went to? The first year, I spoke on creating custom infotypes for HR. 
So it would, a lot of people don't like to do, but when you're in public sector, it's oftentimes required because public sector has a lot of specific needs, especially in the K-12 space. And so it's just about creating custom infotypes and how to link some of the information in those infotypes um, with other HR master data through reports. And so that's what I spoke at. Yeah, that one wasn't quite as popular and didn't go over as well. My second year, I spoke on ad hoc query. <laughs> the room was packed because everybody wants to know about SAP's ad hoc query and how to use it. Because <laughs> it can be a little bit, it, it's not user friendly at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really an interesting topic. I, I was thinking, oh, this will never get accepted. And I was surprised that it was. And then I was absolutely floored by how many people came. And I was floored about how many questions were. <laughs> after that so that that turned out to be an interesting an, an, an interesting topic so I've spoken a few times since at some of our Florida chapter meetings on various topics how would you say ASUG has helped you in your role at Duval County Public Schools and in your career at large it, it has definitely helped me to network with people um, and find people who might be facing the same challenges that we're facing here at the district and um, finding solutions for those. So um, we actually, one of the interesting things that just recently came up, so SAP has not released yet a Fiori app for 1095s for ACA. I think, uh, you know, everybody just assumed ACA would go away. away. (laughs) It's here to stay. So um, we have discovered through networking that another school district here in Florida has created their own custom Fiori tile for 1095s. Everybody is interested. Everybody wants to know about it. So, I mean, it's those types of things. You, You find these connections and you find out that people are actually doing something that you're trying to find a solution for. So that has really helped us. Um, and it has helped us to really build some good relationships with other people. Um, and, and not necessarily in the public sector space. I mean, we're talking about in, in all, all um, customers that are running SAP, you, you find these really good connections. So between that and between, you know, attending webinars and, and having access to resources that ISUG provides us, it, it, has really helped us to be able to move forward. You know, we're running on-prem still. You know, like I said, we're just at the start of our S4 journey. Being able to access those resources that ASAG has for us, we're able to take those baby steps forward. Mm. Cindy, last question for you. What would you say is your favorite part of being involved at ASUG? <laughs> Not to put you on the spot, but would love to know this is gonna one sound, thing. <laughs> this is going to sound so cheesy, but it, it it's the God honest truth. Um, the friendships I've made. Mm-hmm. You know, I you know when I joined ASUG, when I started going to meetings, you know, I went in with that mentality. Oh yeah, I'll be networking with people and, and making those contacts that you want to make. You know, and it it'll just be very um, just to position yourself better in your field type thing. And I think that's what people ultimately want to do when when they're looking for those networking opportunities. But I have found that I have made so many 
friends that I that are lifelong friends now um, that I met through ASAG, um, through volunteering mostly, but also just through attending meetings and in our chapter meetings in Florida, you see, you know, some of the same people over and over again that that attend almost every single meeting and, and you do create a friendship with them. And, uh, you know, it, it, um, you know, I guess we're all on the same boat <laughs> being <laughs> SAP customers, you know, and, and that, and, you know, we have our short stories to share with each other and, and, and so forth. But, you know, that really, that has been the surprising benefit that I have received. Mm, that's so great to hear, honestly. Well, Cindy, it was really, really great chatting with you today, not only about the SAP landscape, but also about your <laughs> writing and movies. So really <laughs> fascinating conversation. Really appreciate you being here with me. It was great chatting with you. Thank you very much. Okay, and that will bring this second episode of ASUG Talks to an end. I just want to put this all out there. If you are an ASUG member and want to share your story with me on this podcast, uh, talk a little bit about some of the hurdles you had to overcome, how you got into your career, some of your early victories, we would love to hear your story. So please reach out to me, again, Jim Lichtenwalter, or you can email us at asugnews at asug.com. Be sure to also join me for the next ASUG Talks. Remember to generously share these compelling conversations with other ASUG members, your professional community, and industry networks. And just a friendly reminder, you can also find this podcast series on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Simply search ASUG Talks.